1: 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four Beer sports talk, and a whole lot more show, two, not 222 on August 4th, 2022. That's where I got a little screwed up, Dave. There's a lot of twos involved there, a lot of Jeter stuff involved. Dave, the WCBL season winding down here. I want to thank, once again, Jake Lindmeyer for joining us on the show the other day to talk uh, umpires and catchers and coaches. We had a good little chat. I encourage everybody who, who hasn't listened to that show yet to give it a listen. And if you have kids in baseball, it's a good it's a good listen. If you have whatever, it's a good listen about uh, the, uh, the ins and outs of uh, working around the plate and how, how things work in the game of baseball. So once again, Jake, thank you very much for uh, Brooks Bombers coach for joining us uh, on the show. Uh, the Brooks Bombers actually clinched their first playoff spot in franchise history last night with a win in Sylvan Lake. So congrats to those guys. I hope I don't got to go to Brooks to do a game, but that's another story for another day. Dave,
2: I'm going to breathe a little bit. How you doing, my friend? You are wound up. You came in just ready to roll and got yeah. your thank yous out. Well, I'm not quite as revved up as you, but I was going to start with, do you know what happened 29 years ago today? Because I spent a lot of time click,
1: clicking on a mouse throughout the day, Dave. I think it was the day that uh, today's the day that Robin Ventura should have stayed at home plate and not taken some licks from the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Nolan
2: Ryan. One of the single greatest highlights oh, ever in the history of highlights. One of the greatest pitchers in the, in the, in the history of sports. I remember that happened. I remember I, I back in the day with my sports highlights, like we didn't have ESPN and TS and wasn't even really a thing here in Canada. I would watch my sport highlight every night on uh, CNN. With yeah, Van, Van Earl, Earl Wright, Wright. <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. So, nonetheless, that's—I don't know if it was Van Earl calling it, but that's where I saw that, and I'll never forget seeing it for the first time. And I giggle every time I saw it. I see it, yeah. and it happened uh, 29 years ago today.
1: Crazy how time flies like that. Yeah, I remember the days of uh, Van Earl Wright on CNN. And you had sports at 11 and sports 11:30. Like the sports, at the sports at 11 was on ITV in Edmonton. Sports 11:30 was the guys in in, in Calgary. And they they fit as much as they could, and they were great personalities that were on TV. Uh, there's, there, there were half hour shows, but they had to be they had to be so good to get eye, eyeballs on, Tight. right? Yeah. And it was this much time, this much information out, uh, local stuff included. Not CNN, obviously, but eleven and eleven thirty. They had to get this much information and local stuff in as well. Uh, those guys were great. That's where Detition D- 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 got his start. Um, yeah, just great, great shows. Those were.
2: Yeah, it's funny how uh, uh, a clip like this reminds me of the personal personalities that used to be on the sports highlight show because yeah. that's it. Like if you weren't there at eleven o'clock, there was no PVRing, there was no cell phones. You were, yeah, you were ass and see at eleven o'clock. Otherwise, you missed sports highlights for the day.
1: You kind of miss those days because I think there was more sports fans because of it. Because you like now you you sit down for a pint after work and there's there's, there's it's just constantly on a roll. Or you, you sit down in the morning to what to have you, it's just always on right? and you could always find the information. So now you can have quasi sports fans compared to actual guys who would would check out what was going on.
2: There's a lot less effort into being a sports fan now. And 100%. what I mean what I mean by that is like I ran even a hockey pool back in the day, my first year of university. The the Lethbridge Herald, like I had to like comb through the the fucking yeah thing and like actually jot it down and i had a spreadsheet and like i i said forget it i'll never do this again we have no we i know how lucky we are anyone under the age of 30 has no idea how lucky you are to have your yahoo pools and and that because commission of of a league now is is gravy at a job i still don't want to do but I would never be a commissioner back in the day.
1: I did it one year. I can't remember who it was for, but every Tuesday the stats would come out for the NHL and I would go through every week, tally them up myself, goals, assists, points, penalty minutes, and there was only 30, 35 of us, but it was an all-day event, man.
2: Oh, Christ. It took me hours to do this. Yeah. And, like, screw that. Yeah, it was crazy. For nothing. Uh, Anyway, yeah, we got on a total tangent. No, it doesn't matter. No, it's good to
1: talk about those guys. Uh, we'll find if we can get Ben Earl right and see what he's up to, get him on our show one day.
2: (laughs) I Uh, wonder what he's doing. Who he did deep over the wall in left field, like he was great. That voice
1: was great, and just that name was something you wouldn't wouldn't forget the next day. Like he was awesome, and what an awesome tagline, too. Like deep
0: over the wall in left field.
1: (laughs) He was awesome, he was Uh, good. Earlier on this week, Dave, I can't. The days are all melding into, into one The summertime. We're the dog days of summer. We're into August, August the 4th. Uh, you sent me an article on the uh the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Max Pacioretty, They they traded him to the uh Carolina Hurricanes. He came out with after signing there, they traded him away. Um he had some pretty disparaging remarks about the franchise how there's no pressure from management. It's kind of a country club. App. He didn't say country club, but he, he didn't go as far as saying that, but he pretty much said it. Um, I've always said that I would rather play in a not if I was a hockey player, in a non-traditional hockey market because you don't have the press. You have the warm weather, which is always a plus. I mean, who wouldn't want to play hockey in a day like today compared to when it's 40 below? Um, but Patrick didn't seem to care for his time too much in Las Vegas, coming from the uh, the media hotbed, and the hockey hotbed that Montreal is. Why do you think he would make those comments, and what benefit, like, what's he trying to accomplish by it?
2: What I took from that article is that um, when he came to Vegas, he took it as a welcome break because now he's out of the pressure cooker cooker that is Montreal, and and I can only imagine the pressure being there, especially them being not successful for so long and and the expectations of that market and going to L- uh, Las Vegas and having a break. But then after three years, it's like, well, you know, maybe this pressure from the fan base is a good thing because – I know what it's like to feel pressure from a fan base, but a lot of my teammates don't know what it's like to feel pressure. Mm -hmm. You're just brought in because you're the best player available and you're having a good year. And, and we sure we want to win, but there's no pressure. And, you know, there's that saying, no pressure, no diamonds. And I kind of get it because, you know, Florida they've been poised to take the next step for a bit now and i and I under, I get it they're against Tampa, but no pressure there, right there they, you don't have a demanding fan base and and to have a demanding fan base, I guess is a blessing and a curse
1: well, that's the one thing that didn't that kind of didn't make sense to me with what Pat Reddy was saying is that there's been zero um loyalty towards coaches and players in Vegas in their five-year history. So I think that they want to win. Maybe Vegas just didn't see him as being a part of it for some reason. Maybe he was ruffling feathers that he shouldn't have been because they haven't shown loyalty to their coaching staff or anything up to this point. So for them to say there's no pressure,
2: that was an odd statement for me. I I, I agree because the pressure – the pre- like obviously the the pressure f- from the owners and just saying like whatever it takes whatever it takes that message isn't being conveyed into the players that are being brought in and and it, i guess it's different because as a player the pressure from up top fuck you going to do you're signing my checks no matter what i do like yeah. so the pressure from up top has to be culture because I don't, I don't give a f- i care I'm trying. That's it. Now pay me. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to get my paycheck no matter what happens. But when you got that fan pressure against you, now you're being attacked by fans. Not that attack. Okay, Nick, like, so let's just push it into this Joey Gallo situation. The comments he made about his oh. his year in, in, Dude, in New York. Dude,
1: you 83 with 95 strikeouts and 28 at-bats. Okay, but I know the numbers are wrong, obviously. But I'm just—I was exaggerating, obviously. But
2: it was awful. His 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 tenure this season in New York was awful, and he's ashamed of it himself. He admits it. But should that make him afraid to walk the streets of New York? No. And that's my point, and I think that might be Patchett's point too. If you're playing like dog shirt in Montreal and you walk the streets everybody knows who you are they know where you live and and your social media is is those are the two markets with the most pressure from the fan base i believe especially if you're doing terrible it's the best the, the place thing
1: be. is, the thing is like the thing is with like when you're and i don't want to say that vegas is a third world country or a third world spot or whatever like but but just hear me out for a second like when you, you play junior hockey or you play um in the in the minor leagues or whatever. And if you're the biggest fish there for a team that's new or not supposed to win, you get treated pretty well by the fan base, especially when you're you're an expansion team and there, there there's a grace period. So is Vegas kind of suffering from kink being the players, not the organization, but the players being treated as kings of
2: a third world country. Possibly, but uh, it, it's so incomparable to a hockey city, like any Canadian city. Like, I don't care how successful Vegas remains. The players, as a general rule, will never be recognizable on the streets. Never. In Toronto, in Edmonton, in Calgary, you're recognizable on the streets like you're a celebrity, like you're you're Brad Pitt walking around Hollywood, right? Like if you're a super, if you're the the highest paid player on a Canadian team, you're going to get recognized within thirty seconds of walking out your door.
1: So, is there a plus and a minus to that day? Because if you're on on the plus side, me and my wife and my kids can just live and live in anonymity. If I sign with Vegas. Tampa, Florida, L.A., Anaheim, the the, the Sun Belt States, Phoenix, play in a tiny tiny, white arena. Um, Is there a bonus? Because I'm I'm rich beyond belief. I live in a great big city where there's a million tourists in and out a day, which Vegas has. Millions is a big number, but there's a lot of people there throughout the day on the strip that don't care who you are because they're there to have a good time and they're going to a game regardless. And and if you're coming from out of town to go go to a game, you might be going to that game to see the team of the town that you came from. So is Vegas almost destined to be what they are now? Just a a bunch of guys who are enjoying a a good time because yeah, they were successful their first year. The fan base is great, but is Vegas in jeopardy of being a team that the players don't really care that much?
2: Um. Ah, we come across this all the time. Like hockey, by far, not they away. don't care. But like, eh. if we win, we win. If we don't, that's that's cool too. Because I'm living here, and it's in basketball. It's the same thing too. But the basketball players are making obscene money, right? Like, not every NFL and uh, NHLer can can live in the the ultra rich gated community. A basketball player, like the, any name we know, has $200 million in the bank already. Yeah. But like that doesn't happen for NHLers. No. And so I honestly think this might be, become a problem. And that's why a Canadian team hasn't won a cup in so long, 32 years, I believe it is now. Because the players, at the end of the day, why am I going to subject myself to this much pressure when I'm only making this much money and this, and I can I have a better chance of winning the cup down there than having to put up with this fucking bullshit up here? Maybe that's why. Okay, well,
1: Dave, if you look at it right now, you go to the the, uh, the what's their seven Canadian teams? The Leafs aren't winning next year. The Flames aren't winning next year, the Canucks aren't winning, Winnipeg's not winning. Um, Ottawa's not winning and Edmonton has a dog's chance. Edmonton has a, a bit of a dog's chance and Toronto, well they they ne- they're never going to win. So right there you have seven we just said seven teams right now in Canada aren't winning the cup next year. They're not.
2: I they're I not. don't I don't
1: foresee it. Right? They're just not. So why not go to Vegas, get paid and have a, a kind of a chance but uh fuck whatever so maybe that mayor, both patch already saying there's no there's no urgency there because they are the the, the big the, the big fish in the small pond because they're the first franchise, professional sports franchise it like not professional because they've had minor league teams there before but they're the first big franchise there and the players kind of run the operation and if fuck, you guys traded you guys
2: got me i'm i'm leading the good life here why not yeah i like this is maybe this that's is, what he was saying yeah like this is, it's, it's, it's a good place to make a living. And I think that's more and more now. And, and we've talked about it with today's NHL player. Yes. They all want to raise the Stanley cup. I have no doubt about it, but it takes a lot of personal sacrifice um to, and buy in to be able to even have a chance for that. No matter how well of a team, the, the GM assembles, it's going to take a certain mix and a certain blend and then a bonding factor. And then when you start playing for each other as opposed to the paycheck, you, you got something special. And if you get some bumpy roads and then all of a sudden you don't make your, you miss the playoffs or you're out in round one, nah, give it our best.
1: Yeah, do you, do you think players now know that there's only X amount of teams per, like in fuck, how do I word this? When they get drafted, they know that there's probably a five year window with that team they're from. That that can because now, now, if you get drafted first overall,
2: you got to pro- get that second
1: contract. You're probably not winning if you get drafted first overall. Like, you're the big dog, like that Connor Badar kid who plays Regina right now, he's going to go first overall next year. He knows whoever gets him is probably going to be Chicago because Chicago dumped everybody. They're trying to dump salaries, everything else. Kane and Taves aren't going to be there by the end of next season. Um, Do you think he knows, okay, my first five years, we're not going to be very good. Allah Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby. But the next five or four, that's the chance I have to win one, maybe two, depending how things go. So, if you are a team like the Vancouver Canucks, who are who were the problem they had, they were they were mediocre for so long, they're not going to win for a long time because they were mediocre for too long. So do you think players act, players and agents and everything, they actually know like we're not winning? Like we'll give it our all, but big picture here, man. We're not winning.
2: Yeah, like do they gotta, know that for sure. Because we can we can we write. know they must. Yeah, and, like, we can write 10 names down right now, and, like, these are the teams that have a chance, and we'll rank them 1 to 10, depending on injuries and blah, blah, blah. Anything can happen. So that St. Louis Blues team. That's once in our lifetime. That's really. once in our lifetime, it was wonderful to watch because they just bonded together. They said, like, ah, Over
1: Gloria, to- of all things, but, yeah.
2: Over Gloria, right? They're like, it was... uh like in Bull Durham, when uh, what we need, boys, is a rainout. They turn on the go. sprinklers. It's, it's all, it's all. They had a rainout with Gloria. Um, where was I on my point? Uh, the motivation factor, I, I honestly don't know it in today's NHL. I honestly do not know it. Because I I, I do know this. Winning a Stanley Cup isn't important, isn't the the end goal for a lot of NHLers anymore. Well, Dave,
1: before Kachuk went from Calgary to Florida, we we, we actually called it before anybody else did here in the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Um, We actually called that Kachuk Incorporated is way more important than Stanley Cup to those boys. And he proved it about two days after we fucking called it. You bet. Like he's... So for all you you people who need uh, quick, Breaking news ahead of time, listen to us, because we've actually been calling stuff a lot of a lot more ahead of people than the, uh, the the big wigs do. Cause we called the Kachuk having the Stanley Cup. Yes, he went to a good team, which was lucky that they were able to make a deal at the time they did. But playing in Calgary on a cup contender was not a priority to him whatsoever once once Goudreau went. And it wasn't to Goudreau either, because if Goudreau had a better chance he that playing for the, the, the Flames. Than he does now playing for the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets.
2: He would, Goudreau would have made more money and had a better chance of the cup by playing in Calgary. Yeah. Why didn't he? And I like you can say family, family all you want, but like Bullshit. it's it's just like fuck this. I don't want a microphone in my face. I don't want to be the face of a franchise. I, I like the I don't mind being in the face of the franchise, but let's like fucking tap the brakes on 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 when i punch the clock i'm done i'm done like yeah. when i'm when i'm i want to i want to walk the park with my wife i want to go to grocery shopping once in a while i want to do shit i want to take my kids to the public pool no you can't do any of that shit if you're Well, now it, that you think the about
1: party. it dave the, the best thing to happen to a golden a golden uh, a, a night to be obscure. Which they got an NFL football team. They're second fiddle already. They'll have their fan base who likes hockey, but football overtakes everything in that country, no matter what.
2: I think it's I think it's so easy to be invisible in Vegas, right? It's for for the hockey
1: player, absolutely it is. But now even more so, not like now even more so on the front page of the paper of the sports of the sports, because now there's a football team there and the and football overtakes
2: everything in that country. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and it helps. It helps or hurts. Like, I don't know. And, and, and then once again, I don't know. I can't. Obviously, there is a, some crossover. But I would think a lot of the hockey season ticket holders they are not. That. Yeah. Like, if you have a season ticket, I don't know what their season ticket base is. It's large. Um, well, and who knows what the casinos pay for and blah, blah, blah. The the diehard fan, I bet you there's more diehard Gold Knight fan than Raider fan. Hundred percent. Yeah, Raider because...
1: fans. Raider fans will fly in on on Saturday night, go the game Sunday, fly home Sunday night. Yeah, Raider Raider Brent. Drive actually, from wherever. It's driving yeah. from driving from Oakland isn't isn't a horrible experience. Well, it's not great, but it, I I've done it in oh, Thailand.
2: Really, but, so. but you know, and that's a roadie for the boys, and yeah. you only have to do it eight times a year, so you make two and it's gonna be fun. And then they like, oh, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's it's uh it's an event and, and the Raiders are a good brand, like just despite how yeah. How terrible that franchise is. There's a Oakland, lot LA, of Raider to L.A. to Oakland fans. again.
1: And they still got fans. Like, everywhere you go, you see Raider jerseys and hats everywhere still.
2: We're the outlaws of the NFL. NFL hates us, so huh? Just yeah. go fuck yourself. They hate your owner's haircut. anyway. Yeah, and uh, go give John Madden the hand. Yeah, he, you, just, you
1: just wonder why Pacioretty wouldn't have just kept low and said, yeah, it just wasn't for us anymore or whatever. Because by, by the sounds of his, his comments – there was a trade coming regardless. Like he did, he probably voiced his opinion, mm. said, We're not winning with this group. And they said, Okay, get out of here, then.
0: And,
2: you know, then, right? and then Does maybe, that make sense? Well, yeah. And then you're treated like a piece of meat as well. He didn't like the way um, Vegas went about business by hiring and firing coaches and GMs and, and trying and pushing players out and, you know, constantly trying to get better on paper, but like at the expense of who? Right, and so maybe he was tired of that too. There's like as much, as little of pressure there was from the actual fan base. There was love and acceptance from the organization. So, yeah. like, like when you when you get signed to, there's something special about putting on a Habs jersey. I can only imagine, right? And 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 same with the Leafs jersey. And and when you don't have that, and you don't have the the to heart. go from
1: one extreme to the other is probably pretty
2: tough. Yeah, and, and I
1: mean, okay, hey, this isn't how we do things in National Hockey League.
2: Yeah, compared to like, yeah, Montreal was is is the craziest on one spectrum, and then you go here, and then it's just nothing. Like, so where's where's he going next? Who signed him? Carolina. He went to Carolina, which uh, so, is a
1: hockey bit of a hockey market, and they have a, they've had a chance to win. They've been in some Stanley yeah. and things, and. And there's they a, have some a, culture yeah yeah they 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 don't they don't mind winning uh down there and no it's it's interesting that he made the comments and it's the way it went and we thought that uh Vegas Vegas hasn't seemed to do themselves any favor since they came in the league it was a it was a nice story the first year, but since since then they haven't made a lot of friends yeah kind of and, that, and I'm that's a- not just and that's not just in the hockey world like inside but the outside world like me and you and the and, and the, 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 the outside fans, the inside fans, like that Vegas team, they're a slimy bunch of fucks.
2: Oh, yeah. 1420 Dave in a fan. Like oh. Vegas can go fuck themselves. Like yeah. I'll, I'll cheer for Colorado anytime in that division. Interesting. Anyways, the
1: 1420 Sports Podcast brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Saves some 20 bucks on the first uh, your first roundup, sign up there, and uh, gets yourself some free parking.
2: Free parking. I You know, when we're going to Denver, we're so goddamn close. So it's gonna be all beer money. I'm 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 sorry, Uber. I'm sorry, taxi guys. But I'm gonna see you at the mile high. Yeah, get we're my... we're,
1: uh, we're using subways. We're not Ubering or nothing when we're in New York City. We're not trying gonna pretend <laughs> to drive anywhere around there. So
2: eight hundred meters to the gates from our hotels.
1: Perfect. Done deal. Yeah. The where we're staying in New York, it's uh, quick, easy, half an hour subway ride. Then we're at the, in the Bronx. So it'll be good. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Or the Seat Geek app. 1420 Sports Podcast is having be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from forty countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me, or click on the link in today's show description and be sure to use the promo code 1420 sports that's one four two zero sports for a free one month premium subscription newsly stop scrolling and start listening
2: 1420
1: sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more brought to you by bandages and badges.com uh dave now that the amazing trade deadline is done a lot of teams did nothing the Toronto Blue Jays didn't do a whole bunch of the, de- the deadline to improve themselves or how they they're on a pretty good run right now they're 10 and a half behind the the uh, uh my my New York Yankees they um are probably going to be okay for a playoff spot but there's a lot of teams that dealt some guys and basically are mailing the rest of the season man you get a dog this summer and your team's not in it playing out the string whether you're a fan uh you're a player who's a middle of a, a contract in his second or third year with a couple to go. It's gotta be tough night in night out playing
2: for absolutely fuck all. As an athlete, as a fan, it it could just be crushing, but, but excuse me, especially if you had high hopes for the, for the season going in, because I'm not saying your fate is sealed, but, you got a really good idea. Going to the game, you know, just going to the game, your expectations are low. As a player, if you're under the age of 30, you're playing for that next contract. So I, I honestly think in baseball more than any other sport, they're really trying
1: hard. But if you to, have a contract already and you're in year two of a five-year deal and you're like, oh, fuck me, what am I doing here? Like it can't be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're obviously to be an athlete at, at that level. You got to be ultra competitive and, and good, but there's gotta be nights. You're like, I can mail it in and no one's going to care or no.
2: I don't think so. I do like, you know, because maybe in the field, maybe in the field, you can get caught being a little bit like lack, lackadaisical at the plate. You got to be focused. And yeah, I guess, cause if you're not laser focused, then you're not going to be successful. Like you can still walk into one a good hitter is a good hitter, but now if you're not laser focused, you're not going to produce anywhere near what what you what you're paid to do. But to what end?
1: Yeah, we're not winning if I go four for four, or one for four, or all for four. It doesn't much matter at this point. We we, we lose a game like we're we're because what they're about 112 in right now. If if we go 20 and 20 the last 40 games,
2: it ain't gonna change what I get paid. I don't think Otani's taking his foot off the gas. Did you see that stat tonight? The Angels hit seven solo home runs and lost eight seven. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's one of the greatest
1: stats. I, I ever will, like tomorrow. I'll, I'll peruse the uh, the old interweb there and find out. Do kids call the internet or what do they what do kids call it? Because I still call it the internet. I'm
2: old uh use your data is what they my kid yells to me on my phone like just ask safari or ask siri like that's like they don't even i don't even think they know what www means i still go to the internet i'm surfing i was surfing the internet (laughs) yeah the internet
1: yeah whatever no i'll see that's more like how many what's the biggest number of uh solo home runs that's got to be a major league record seven solo home runs and lose a game eight seven like if they would have produced two
2: walks somewhere in there, they win the game. Just get a goddamn base runner. Like that just shows you. Find to do that a team. way. Just terrible. Just uh, terrible. And and maybe shit luck. But like I don't. Otani like Otani's not da, uh uh mailing it in, but he's he's the brand and he's he's so good. God, that guy good. is good.
1: Yeah, he's really but, good.
2: But someone like who else? Like um who's who's mailing it in now? The Cubs. The the Royals, the Marlins,
1: yeah, the Pirates. The Pirates, the oh geez, man, Colorado, Colorado
2: and Arizona. Yeah.
1: Baltimore probably is now because they, they got rid of uh, uh Trey Mancini and they, they're close, but they weren't gonna be close enough. Because they were only two, they were only two games out of a wild card spot at the trade deadline, and they're having a good season for in in, in, in in Orioles.
2: I'm so proud of the Orioles. Really, like I hate their owner, but I like that. I like that franchise. I like their fan base. I like their barn. I want to go
1: to that, that. That's one park I gotta go to before I meet my maker. I'm still a few years away, not hopefully, but that's one park <laughs> I really want to go to.
2: And uh yeah, and good for oils fans. Like it's a historic franchise that's had success in the past. It's been a long time, but you know, good for them. And then it it even gives more credence to how strong that AL East is. Like that boss bottom feeder in that right now.
1: Dave, do you think
2: that like on trade deadline day
1: when it all went down on Tuesday, that they were sitting around the clubhouse, they were okay, we're close. We, we're we're two games out, or we're three games out. A player here, a player there. Uh, maybe add an arm, whatever, and just keep us keep us in the race until we prove management wrong. When a ma- when management doesn't do anything, or they just they take away a key piece like the Orioles did, do you think that the players go, well, that's it for the season? Pluck it, they, or or what's next, or or what? Like what would be the, the mood do you think in a dressing room when a team thinks they're right about there and they got a bunch of grinders who are playing pretty good and management goes, We're not close, we're not catching these guys, we're not catching these guys. The two the two play up gates we might get isn't worth us getting rid of our our uh, prospects. And when, and question number two, Dave, when did every player become a prospect? They're not prospects, they're hat fillers. Most of these guys playing the minor leagues are hat fillers because you have your really good guys. Well, you have your you have your your next stars, you have your really good guys, and then hat fillers, and that's the minor leagues is. Why is everybody a fucking prospect now?
2: Uh and you read that too anytime, like uh when you read on the the acquire blah 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 blah. Uh number two product in the system, 57 overall. Number th- Sixth prospect in this system, number 125 overall. Like, you actually read that. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? Like, like really? It, like you say, it's just hat fillers. Because as you were saying that, I was trying to think of a, a something that I would like to know. Like, when the Jays traded Roy Halliday to the Phillies, I remember they got this, the Drabex kid as a pitcher, and who was the the number one prospect number four overall as pitching prospects i haven't heard his name since that fucking trade yeah i I would really like to know from the doc holiday trade to like how many players resulted of being roster players for the jays that year they're like like right now because you know i would i would think that was 10 years ago you would there's there's got to be names we have someone playing somewhere but there but there how many
1: like every year there isn't that many rookie of the year candidates no like like, so all these guys and like i i i follow teams i don't follow players i follow standings i don't follow players i i i watch games i don't care who's playing that that's me like i if, if there's a name that comes up there's a great great player great and you you catch on to it i'm a huge fan of the game but I'm a fan of the game. I'm not a fan of players unless something catches your mind. The All these prospects who get traded for, yes, there's people who follow way more than I do. They know this guy's stats playing in double-A Wichita, the, the, the Tri-County Pigeon Munchers, like you said a few months ago. There, there's these guys. Who are they? You, 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 the, you the, aren't the Yankees. Yankees. The Yankees got the 15th-ranked pitcher. In the Dodgers organization for Joey Gallo, so the fifteenth ranked pitcher, might have been player. I don't, who cares? Who cares? So where, so where would he have been
2: playing this year? Double A? I have no idea. Well, like fifteen to like so like the Triple A team has, you've got to think nine arms. Yeah, and then the, the Double A, but like he might even, he he might even be in Single A. A rookie ball because you know he's going but there's a good there's a very good chance he's going to get tommy john yeah or he might not be good like he it's just you know you throw enough mud at the wall some of it's going to stick some of it's going to fall to the ground and you know one of these times it's going to stick um you see it all the time in baseball. Like uh, obviously the blue chippers are blue chippers and either they, 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 they succeed. They play tiers of minors and they're in the big leagues. Oh, or, or, or you flame out or even you just come right up. Like, are you Bryce Harper's right? Yeah. Like in, and and Trout's like those. And, and Jeter was only 20 when he started in yeah, He Yankees. was tears
1: of the minors. And he had some a really bad first year. Uh, I heard something good the other day, Steve Phillips. He's on the radio here in uh, on TSN all the time. With TSN radio in Toronto. Um, he made a valid point that that is kind of what I'm getting at. Prospects will get GMs fired because how do you hold on to him for too long?
0: Because
1: he's supposed to be somebody else, and you don't want to get a guy, or you rely on a, on a prospect who's supposed to be good and he turns out for shit. Prospects will get GMs fired, like, and it's it's that simple, man. Like you can you can see something in a in an 18 year old kid, and all of a sudden he's 23. Like, oh fuck, we should we could have traded him for some assets, and we blew it, and we held on to him and held on to him and held on to him. We didn't get anything for him. Or you you don't you don't trade for for a prospect like prospects get gms fired all the time all Mm -hmm.
2: the time and also in every sport and if they're late bloomers like another team the gm gets fired and but they're tied to that prospect for two more years and then he explodes right and now that's one of the best trades ever like thank god we got this guy in our system that is the one thing, Dave, that I do
1: like about football in comparison. Like, football out of the – like, I, I'm a hockey guy, I'm a baseball guy. Then I'm a hockey guy. Then I'm a football guy. And basketball is way, way, way down there. The one thing I do like about football is you don't really have prospects. No. When you get you, drafted, you're playing. Or when you sign as a free agent out of college, you're playing. Because If have, you're
2: – yeah, if this you many get,
1: spots. And we are this many – and you're here for two years. And if you're no good, get the fuck out of here.
2: Right. Like when, sim- we're, when we're drafting you in the first round, you're expected to You're playing. You bet. Yeah, that is. It's immediate
1: results or you can fuck, right? We're off. not saying the CFL for some grooming. We're not saying it down to the whatever thousand leagues they got going on there down there now. We saw the USFL, whatever it is, the XFL. When you're getting drafted in the first three rounds of the National Football League draft, you're expected to. You're play. playing. There's And there's no getting around that. So that's one thing that the that, that nfl um nfl scouts in general have it a lot easier than than hockey scouts do and, and 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 baseball scouts in my opinion
2: and which 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 makes sense as well like you're not even allowed to enter the the nfl draft and until after three years of college you have to play three years of college because a 19 year old would just get fucking killed yeah. by those animals in the NFL. I don't care how physically gifted you are. Someone is faster, stronger, and wants to rip your head. Do
1: off. you think it's it's not easy, because otherwise everyone would do it, like have podcasts, but do you, do you think it would be easier to be a NFL scout than it would be to be a scout of the other teams? Because an NFL scout, we need to fill this spot now. We have 11 okay. positions. Um, defense and offense we need to make fill this spot now roethlisberger retires fill this spot this guy's out fill this spot
2: do you think it's easier i do believe so uh finding diamonds in the rough would be the hard part but like you know like that's the hard part in any sport but i don't even think you need a scouting department the nfl does it for you like an espn does it for you, yeah, you got that's game, true you got fucking game tape on everybody everywhere all the time like you can drop any play of anything and like what do we think of this what do we think of this like your scouting department doesn't have any travel budget cuz every everything- they actually bring him to the combine and say here's what we he got here's what we yeah, he got Yeah exactly and then okay let's let's let's, let's and then let's go there and let's meet him let's see him work out if i was an nfl like a drafty i i would give the the combine a big middle finger
1: yeah, I might trip, I might slow down, I might have a bad night, now, whatever. Exactly. Watch my go, tapes. Here's my go, highlights.
2: Go fuck yourself. You've seen every single play I've made in, in the last four years.
1: For four years, plus high school, usually. It's like usually because they're falling out of high school.
2: Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not coming to the combine. That's
1: a TV. That's made for TV that combo. Exactly. That's all like it they an ESPN kids, production, whatever, blah,
2: blah, blah. Whatever. Like, yeah, just like I need I need 20 grand. And I want to bring my family on a hotel, please. Well, we don't do that. Okay, I won't come to the we're combine. Not coming, then whatever. Well, fuck yourself. You'll watch. Yeah,
1: I've already quit school, so you have to do something for me.
2: Yeah, and we're watching these kids do <laughs> the forty-yard the dash and, and the vertical should, jump and like, stuff like that. If we like
1: were that. if we were reporters and not just bullshitters, we I, it would be interesting to find out what actually goes on between the when a when a kid declares for for the draft and to the combine and to the draft. The cut, the amount of money that gets exchanged, these fucking guys. Because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they got a brand new ten thousand dollars suit, earrings, gold. Blah,
2: like it's like agents okay. everywhere blowing each like, other. Okay, what happened just, here? Fuck off.
1: Like I know Alabama pays well, but not that well.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're. Oh, you're, I, I signed the nil I, thing I, didn't
1: happen that well for
2: you, right? Well, I signed with this new agency. Well, like, did they? Like, well, so like, so what? Are you, how much are you giving them on your contract? Like, yeah. that's why. I got to run in three, two. So like, and once again, all the pressure is on the kid to either do really well and impress, or or watch his draft stock fall. Go fuck yourself, combine. Yeah, I wouldn't go. Fuck up, you. No I wouldn't. There's no way. Even if I was a mid, a midler, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. You you you've seen me run. You seen me. I mean, I'll do push ups over here. I'm not. Whatever. Gonna, I'll, I'll you do you a private
2: not. workout for you if you want. As a team, like you know, I'll come to you. I'm, not, I'm not gonna, gonna get.
1: I'm not gonna get embarrassed by Tim Tebow being super, super, Superman out there. Like I'm just right.
2: Yeah, I don't want. I like. Like I don't want to be a number for a weekend and have someone fucking stab me in the ass with a cattle prod to get up there and and jump higher. Dave Nozzle or not a nozzle, Tim Tebow, total nozzle. Go fuck yourself, team, team, Tim Tebow. Like he, (laughs) like he's a physical specimen and he's a leader of men, and I get it. But you're not good at football.
1: He tried so hard every time he was on the field, though, eh?
2: And I applaud that. I do applaud. Well, what do you him. think he was, like, off the field? Ah, uh, too much. Too much. Like,
1: nah, all the time, probably,
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, let's pray. And, like, no, no, we're not going to pray. And and, pray. and Yeah, and, like, hey, you coming over to, to Applebee's afterwards? Oh, uh, no, I, I have some fucking mission work to do. And, okay, cool. Applebee's.
1: <laughs> Fucking Applebee's. 1424 like podcast to by me. Applebee's and Chili. <laughs> Get your two for one nacho special on Tuesdays.
2: <laughs> no, I can't imagine Tim Tebow
1: and I have He wouldn't have been day. fun. I I don't think he would have got along with the the, the 1420 crew at all.
2: Oh no, polar opposites. Yeah, there's no doubt. Polar,
1: polar opposites. Yeah, funny, funny. No, it's it's funny how like you just how these it's just most things don't even matter in in sports. These guys make so much money, and I hate to harp on the money they make, but it, it's it's got to a point, Dave. I and even free agencies changed. You, you have no allegiance to your team. That like, you you play as hard as you can, but how much are you putting in? It, like when it's all said and done, the guys who play for the like the Montreal Canadiens for twenty years and they won eight cups, not twenty years. You know what I mean? They had allegiance. The Oilers teams, they had allegiance to their team. Uh, uh those like if now you change teams and you play with guys so often and you and different guys go from different organizations and they grow up playing these these summer leagues and the, these combines and everything else. D, like the competitive thing isn't isn't there as much, especially when it gets to this point in the season in baseball and you get midpoint in hockey. And then by week four in the NFL season, you're like, well, there's another season gone for shit. Pay me, I'm
2: out. Exactly. Like I, I think all these players in every single sport do want to win the ulti- ultimate prize. I, I, I think they want to make the playoffs. But when you get to that point where you're trying your hardest and then all of a sudden it's, it's, there's no way we're going to do this. You're trying for the ultimate prize now becomes unattainable for this year. So you start going through motions, and 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 then we we see teams do this um, specific, like most often in the NHL and and uh, the NFL. You go through a couple, two, three games, and all of a sudden, like Jesus Christ, we're embarrassing ourselves, and then you start playing for pride, which is a nice thing to see. So, so you know that the team still has it, or or you start playing for jobs. Right, there's a yeah. couple of players on those teams that are, are free agents that don't know where they're going to play next year, and so when you start playing for pride and jobs, at least you can be that upset. Special, and they're playing for jobs elsewhere. Play. Just a job, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 playing on the stretch. It's it sucks. It sucks. When I played uh, soccer for the Pronghorns here in Lethbridge, um, we were out of the playoffs consistently, and it sucks. It it does suck, but then you, you have to start playing for pride. You can still lose, but you can you can put it in a good effort, because when when pride needs a team, it's it's not fun for anybody.
1: Uh, this just in: breaking news from TSN. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, eight years, eighty four million dollars for the Calgary Flames. They convinced <laughs> him. He got Goudreau's money. Someone's gonna get it. And that, just goes not? To, and that just goes to show how little Kachuk wanted to stay there because he would have got that same contract.
2: Yeah. But no tax in Florida. No taxes in Florida. And I, and I and I get it. But at the end of the day, like, what's that million and a half going to yeah, do for you, right? You'll be okay. You're going to do your thing, and you're going to be, be okay. okay. And Huberto is a Canadian, and and maybe Treleving wanted to max him out before uh, – you realize that <laughs> playing in the canadian market ain't all uh, fucking wine and cheese
1: you get the fucking the the uh, snowstorm and then a chinook the next day and the wind's humming and uh god no thanks anyways the 1420 sports bar podcast four beer sports talk and a whole lot more you are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of on over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs.
2: Hi there, it's Dave from 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. We decided to give Brent a break and give me the read tonight for Manscape. Manscaped is uh, happy to join up with us for the Nut Up Challenge. We're going to feature some of the most clutch moments in sports history by athletes who nutted up and went legend. Be sure to vote for your favorite moments on Twitter and nut up as well with Manscaped. Going to manscaped.com and using our promo code 1420Scaped today. The
1: 1420 Sports Bar Challenge, uh Sports Sports Bar Podcast. Uh, we started this thing a while ago. The uh, the Nut Up Challenge brought to you by by Manscaped. Dave, the uh the first week, your 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 uh your pick was Kurt Gibson, mine was Matt Leinert. You won that one by a landslide. Uh, uh, last week it's i've actually been really close we're over 100 votes so far 125 votes i think it is uh for the uh, south zone regional uh the first south zone region i took the uh the the kick six from auburn in 2013 i believe it was you took the sunny liston uh i should have said muhammad i see i worded it wrong when i put it up on the screen because people don't there's a lot of people who don't know cassius clay is which is odd i put clay instead of Ali, if I would have went Ali listen, it'd be a little bit closer. But we're over 120 votes. It's about 70-30 right now. So maybe I'll, I'll switch it up tomorrow. But Dave, um so more people are picking pick six and because they they remember that. And there's more internet people. <laughs> there's more internet people who know Auburn than they knew they know Cassius Clay.
2: I only wish that like anyone that has questions or whatever, just look it up, but I think Muhammad Ali v. Listen would be a better choice, just so people understand. So, I'll,
1: I'll do some adjusting on that tomorrow. When uh, we figure that out, I'll get that all taken care of and we'll uh, make sure it gets to a bit because a, a sunny liston Muhammad Ali fight is uh, probably more important to, in the history and more of a nut up than uh, an Auburn guy <laughs> uh, benefiting because somebody else missed a field goal. But, uh, and I, you know, I'm not an Auburn guy, I'm not an Alabama guy, but I'm just saying that's usually the way it goes. But the, the, the Nut Up Challenge, it's a nice little thing that we got going on. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some Manscaped things going on in Manscaped we have got to take care of this weekend. We'll get that going full bore. Thank you for uh, for uh, sponsoring us full time. Uh, Dave, who actually, you know what? I want to say, I'm going to bring it up. I want to say that I'm proud of us for having a, a no Deshaun Watson zone tonight. We'll leave it at that. Unless you want to say something. I'm good. Because it's fucking everywhere. It's yeah. We'll talk. I about- am.
2: I am gonna say the one thing I will say about it. What I said about it last time. I told you so.
1: You did. You really did. It's <laughs> fucking, it's so crazy.
2: And then we're done. We'll get into it on Tuesday. We'll talk
1: about it in the week when you get back. Or you know, Monday if we night we got to do it again. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it again. But uh, Dave. Uh, We'll get into a little bit of who is better brought to you by Manscaped and manscaped.com. Uh, 20% will do the whole rest of the stuff later on. But, Dave, simple, simple. Who is better, Josh Donaldson or Josh Sorvino Hall from the Wonder Years? Oh,
2: douchebag versus the nerdy best friend. Uh, I can't damn josh donaldson i i've always thought him a douchebag you know give me paul servino give me the nerdy best friend i liked him do you remember back in the early pfeiffer two- was his last paul name. pfeiffer do yeah you remember back in the early
1: 2000s when there was a rumor that he was Marilyn he was manson. Marilyn
2: manson yeah like, Jesus. I looked at that. stop it
1: Marilyn manson I, got his ass kicked here in leftwards at the at the denny's Got punched, at a punched in the face in the Denny's and Leftbridge. You know your career's
2: gone south. <laughs> you get punched uh, in the fucking Denny's and Leftbridge. I don't know who was right and who was wrong. I was. I always wondered if he had his makeup on when he got punched. Like, like
1: how do you, you're marilyn Manson? You were, you were a megastar. You end up in a Denny's and Leftbridge at
2: three in the morning, man. Jeez. After a concert, like, like <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Like, what's your thing? Is that what you're saying? It's a, it's a budget hotel and. Like, and well, why see, would you go to? Why would you go you to probably stayed at the
1: Sandman because the radio station was in there at the time, so maybe it was sponsored by blah blah that, blah.
2: That's possible, yeah. That, uh, that is possible. Like, that's got to you...
1: be a low point in Marilyn Manson's career. Okay, he got in a Denny's in Lethbridge,
2: pan scrambler, and then he got his pan scrambled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get another one. Uh. Okay, here's one. Dave, who is better, Mark Cuban or Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker?
2: Um, uh, That's what I'm going to say Cuban because he's a self-made. I remember listening to broadcast.com. That's where he made his billions. That was wonderful. You can listen to any broadcast anywhere um, uh, of any game for free on the internet. And that was he, weird. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Broadcast.com. That's his invention. That's how he became a billionaire. So I was a fan of his product before I was a fan of him. I think he's a little much sometimes, but I do believe he is a force for the greater good. Um, Instead of trying to go to space, he's making drugs affordable, um, generic drugs affordable for people in the United States, saving people hundreds of dollars. And... um, as even when the ta- I, I appreciate the taker's career in WWE. I remember when he first came out, I was young enough to know WWF without him. I, I was never a huge fan. I appreciated his longevity and when he threw fucking mankind off that cage. Holy shit. Yeah, that was so hell in the side called
1: it. So that was something else. That was a uh, Jesus. Uh,
2: holy shit like are they actually trying to kill somebody here because someone will die if they keep doing this when did wrestlers become the ones lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest
0: place you've gotten lucky
2: lucky in line at the deli i guess Haha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That
1: became the marks, I guess. Like the Whereas they, they, they didn't know the, the ins and outs. Like, before it was it was the fans who didn't know it was fake, and then the wrestlers became the ones who didn't know it was fake. They had to impress more and more and more. Like it,
2: no one puts their body on the line more than those wrestlers back oh, in man. twenty years ago. Like those table matches, those ladder matches. Like honestly, when when fucking Mick Foley came off the top of that cage, that was like oh, that wasn't good. 20 feet it was literally 20 feet down to land on your back in a table in a in a gymnastics pad no thanks
1: dave who is better roger federer tennis great probably a hall of fame guy not probably hall of fame tennis player or roger daltrey from the who
2: oh that you you're good because you're you're having a good night. Because Roger Federer, I thought for sure I was going to pick him for sure. Over who, Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Roger? Well, no, well, 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 you know, I, already Rogers I, out there. I I didn't think adultery. I was I was hoping a a, a golf player or something like that, Mister. Roger, Mister <laughs> Mister Mr. Rogers, Mister Rogers. <laughs> Rogers is is the king. So I I would have actually picked Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers is creepy. Um uh, Roger Dolce, the who kicked a ton of fucking ass back in the day. Oh, did they ever kick a ton of ass? Um, but I'm gonna take uh Federer, one of the greats, and uh I'm gonna take Federer. No more. No more. Uh, carrying on uh
1: got on a wrestling kick today for some reason and the other guy is a guy that we uh we quite like on this show quite a bit we talk about him quite not as much this year as did last year but Dave who is better Rick
2: Flair or Ricky Henderson as much as I like saying you gotta to, beat to the be best the man, man to be the man you got to beat the man. And woo, <laughs> yep. and, uh, girls stealing, kiss stealing, whatever. Ricky Henderson, I, I, Ricky Henderson's the man. He's the one I would build a franchise around. I would love to know. I would love to know what the, the what a player of his talents is looked at these days in the in the sabermetric
1: world. What would he got? If you if you pluck Ricky Henderson circa oh, nineteen eighty eight Oakland days, if you pluck him into something with the uh, oh fuck whoever it doesn't even matter what team
2: it doesn't you, even matter if, what if, team if
1: you drop him into into uh, the Houston Astros right now, what's he getting for a contract? Fifty
2: at least. He he's the single greatest leadoff hitter of all time. Like right, he hits for power. He gets on base and then he's on second. That, and that date, like, I think it's a bigger one. He gets on base. Like,
1: yeah, that, because that,
2: that's that's from Moneyball.
1: He gets on base. OPS, he gets on base. Right. He he gets on base. On base plus slugging.
2: Yeah. And and like and then when he draws a
1: walk, he's standing on. Joey second. Gallo's got a fucking contract. What's fucking Henderson getting?
2: <sighs> I like, think it, it has to be more than 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 uh, Trout. Fucking Trout. Without a doubt, and like,
1: we bash on Trump a lot for for two guys who don't watch him watch it very much.
2: But yeah, no, but yeah, but true. even like you know, and Soto saying no to to whatever forty two, whatever it was, yeah, forty two million. Like, how could Ricky Henderson not be the highest paid uh, hitter in the league?
1: And Rick Rick wouldn't have even cared because yeah, whatever. He didn't cash his bonus checks,
2: right? Rick, Rick you got to cash
1: those. Oh, okay, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll get around
2: to it. Ricky don't need that. Ricky needs new cleats. Ricky needs this. <laughs> Mizuno cleats. Fucking just get out there and fucking rake and, and steal bases. Ricky Anderson, he could be the greatest non-pitcher of all time.
1: There's two greats there, Rick Flair and Rick Ricky Rick Anderson. But yeah, I'm going to go with Ricky Anderson because I'm more of a, a, a baseball guy than I'm a wrestling guy. Uh, two, three more. Ryan Miller, uh, 2010 uh, U.S. uh, Olympic team, really good career, borderline Hall of Fame guy, Ryan Miller or Ryan Seacrest? Ryan Miller, the goalie? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Ryan Miller, the goalie. Seacrest can fuck right off. I I don't give a shit about Ryan Seacrest. It doesn't matter if you care. Who's better? Ryan Miller. All right. I got nothing to say about Seacrest. I don't know that guy. He must have a he must work pretty hard he's on everything wouldn't know it not an i watch
1: all right uh let's go here johnny
2: bench or johnny cash oh good one johnny bench with the big red machine right yeah and he, he was the catcher there for a long time no wasn't he a catcher oh he's
1: the he's like the greatest catcher of all time
2: okay so I do know who of whom I speak. I know you don't like the red. So I'm going to say Johnny cash. Johnny cash was the first concert I went to. I was, I think about seven years old. I have. Oh, I did not affinity. know that. Oh yeah. I have an affinity for Johnny cash. Um, there's some great Johnny cash songs. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cash has brought more joy to my life than Johnny Bench, so no disrespect, Johnny Bench. Um, but I'm gonna take Johnny Cash.
1: You're entitled to your opinion.
2: I got
0: uh two more, yeah.
1: Yeah, Bernie Nichols or Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
2: Bernie Nichols, Bernie is a Nichols. Little more winning. <laughs> Bernie Nichols. Pumper had, nickel. He had a hundred point season. Like yeah. it's like he had a I think he had a 150-point season. Like he was yeah. a 50 plus goal guy. He fucking raked with the LA Kings when Gretzky got there. And then he was a different difference maker with the New Jersey Devils as well. The year uh mess. Uh, called guaranteed victory in game six and seven. For the Rangers. Against For the, the Rangers, yeah. 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 Bernie Nichols was with the Rangers at the time, and he was um a really successful there. Um, Bernie Sanders, we're talking about the senator from Vermont here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, the guy with the creepy oh, okay. picture.
1: Yeah. The, the, foot, at the inauguration, he has gloves on and, and the lawn chair and whatever.
2: On. You know what? I am going to take on this one. This one's the top one. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Bernie Sanders because I believe he's fighting the good fight with no chance of winning.
1: There you go. I, I agree. I was like, I I like Bernie Nichols as a player, but I I hope that to, just for a little bit of credibility, Bernie Sanders is viewed a little bit better in the fourteen twenty uh, sports bar podcast eyes than Bernie Nichols. Bernie is. Nichols. <laughs> Anyways, uh, last one, Dave. Every broadcaster in the world that done the uh, done any sport or Vin Scully. The late, great Vin Scully. Who's done more sports? No, is it? Okay, who is better?
2: Every other sports broadcaster or Vin Scully? I'm going to tell a story. Um, when I found out uh, that uh, Mr. Scully died, passed away yesterday it was it yesterday the day before so important tuesday night obviously obviously my uh twitter machine was blown up by by my followings about different things and i saved everyone and then when i went to bed last night like i like it's i listened to everyone because his his voice his way of of narrating what's going on in front of him on the sports field is is like no other could do, and when I mentioned to Katie this morning that Vin Scully had passed, she said, "Who's he?" I go, "He was the 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 announcer for the Dodgers forever." And then I and I played her a clip. She goes, "I know that voice," yeah, because her dad's a, a, a Dodgers Dodger fan. fan. Yes, and she goes, "I I've I've heard that voice so many times," and. What a legacy for for Vin Scully to leave to us as sports fans. That when you hear his voice, it's relaxing. I don't know other like we talk about NFL announcers and how I'll turn games off when certain people are announcing games if I'm not interested, if my if I don't have uh, any skin in the game. Vin Scully, I can listen to him read the phone book. He had such a cadence, a way. Of class, a kindness, a kindness. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm introducing you, and I'm just telling you the story that's in front of us right now. Yeah. And when it's boring as shit, I'm gonna tell you about uh, something fucking, else. I'm gonna tell you about uh, Baumgartner and his wife killing a state as a snake, right? And yeah, there was one game, Dave. I listened to him, and he out
1: of nowhere he start, he started talking to this. Obviously, uh because he was in Brooklyn uh, before he came over, went over to LA when the Dodgers moved over in 1958, uh, where he went ice skating, he called it, with Jackie Robinson.
2: And there it, was a picture of
1: that. He was such a great storyteller, and and uh, Vin Scully was the kind of guy, you could put a Dodger game on on a Sunday afternoon when you're, when you're prepping the barbecue up, and just turn it up a little bit if you weren't in front of your TV, and you could just listen to the game, and it was always great. That man, he... I don't know how many games over the years I listened to him, watched and everything else. He was so great and it's not so much the big moments because the big moments are the big moments. Yes, he made some of them better, but it was the the Wednesday night games that he was so good at. That he, got you, that got your attention. He was just he was so great.
2: He was he was the immaculate host. Yeah. He welcomed you to his ball game. And he, he he let you – he painted pictures with it. Yeah. His voice and his cadence. And he was like he was like the friendly giant, right? Remember that yeah. fucking show? But with oh, yeah. now with baseball. Oh, yeah. the Rooster
1: and who was yeah, there? the Giraffe, yeah.
2: yeah but now it's 162 games a year, and you're just excited – to like welcome to Do- welcome to dodger broadcast
1: yeah no he was he was so great it, he, uh,
2: he, he was a gift to to every sports fan you know, he hasn't
1: been on the air for four years five years now whatever it's been but uh even though he passed away he, all this stuff's been coming out the last few days and it's been been fun to listen to and it's great vin uh we'll, we'll miss you even though you haven't been on the air for a few years we'll miss you uh all over the sports world but uh, we'll always have you two and everything else to listen to it because he was he was the best, and he, there's like you said, you, you listen to him, read a phone book, and it would be it would be perfect.
2: He was an absolute gift to the sports fan.
1: Yeah. So who was better, Vin Scully over the field on that one? So, anyways, on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Not a summer note, but a great great note because we got to we were, we were lucky enough in our lifetime to be able to listen that man for a lot of years, man. That's a the only job he ever had was broadcast for <laughs> the Dodgers. That's
2: 16. a good gig. 67 years calling Dodger games. What a gig. Holy s- not. That's that's a gig. I don't know, and I have I have no idea.
1: D what do you think the negotiations were like? And I, I'm not throwing shade out on the Dodgers or 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 Scully because I, I don't think it would have been a, a, an awful conversation. Because Scully often said. He, he needed the fans more than the fans needed him, which I don't believe is true. Well, it kind of is because the game goes on. Yeah. Like it is now. But what do you think that the negotiations were like? And what do you think he made here? Because I I have no idea. I haven't looked it up. I'm not a I'm not I a sn- snake when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because have, he's such a great man. I didn't I don't want to know if he was getting screwed or or he was screwing them. I don't want to know.
2: I have no idea either, but then like over the course of sixty-seven years, clearly he has worked for Probably four to five different media companies, right? Owners and everything else. And, yeah. Right. Like, and is he in the employee of the Dodgers or the employee, or like just like so after 40 years, did the Dodgers say, I don't care who gets our local media rights? This ben, guy's part of it. Vin calls talking. our game. And you guys are paying him, and this is how much he makes. Yeah. So I I I really would I like I I, I don't want to. Eighty-one games,
1: it, eighty-one home dates. He didn't travel the last few years. He stayed in California. He would do the California games. He wouldn't go anywhere else.
2: Yeah, like so. His last game ever, I watched. It was in was actually with the in- San Diego, oh, San Fran, right? Yeah, yeah. Would it be a million bucks a year? I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't even want to guess because I it looked it looked to me, and from hearing him talk, he lived he lived a blessed life, and I don't. It doesn't matter to me how much he yeah. made, and I, and 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 whatever. I could only imagine he probably could have done those last twenty years of Dodger games for free with his personal appearance fees if he chose. Yeah, that's true. No,
1: Ben right? like, so was the I, best. I mean, we kind of dragged this on a little bit, but Ben was yeah. so great, day in day out. You turn you turn it on because you watch. Because here, like I'd watch the five o'clock Yankee game or, or the Jays game or whatever, and then the eight o'clock the the I, I the you put the dodger game on and just listen to the, the sweet sounds of vin scully every night and it was it was a joy joy to listen to thank you Vin, for all the years that you were uh you you bless the airwaves and all everything you did for the game of baseball because you're uh I think the greatest dodger ever. <laughs> yeah Vin Scully will uh we'll end it that Dave he's a a great man great broadcaster I'm glad we had a chance in, in our lifetime to listen to it he's uh he, he's the best and he for for who is better tonight and probably the Rick Award winner and the whole all, the whole shebang is going to uh, Vin Scully. Thanks, Vin, for all you do and all you had done for for the game of baseball and for our,
2: our ears over the years. The Rick Award winner of broadcasters is for sure and will ever be Vin Scully. Like he, he's going to be a – He's he's the voice of baseball in my ears forever. Yeah, and 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 that's all there is to it. There it is. Anyways.
1: The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four favorite sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More importantly, take care of yourself because we need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? No swinging at high pitches, Jimmy. Jim or Dave, sorry. When people hear this, I will be a year older.
2: Oh my God. Like you're I'm almost 48 tomorrow. Oldest. Tomorrow, I completely forgot yeah, to. I'm going to be 48 uh, tomorrow. I, I, I don't look a day
1: over 53, but I, I, I'm 48 tomorrow.
2: Well, we look quite similar. So I'm a young 52, you're an old 50. You remember you, 48. when you were 48? 48? No, no. 48. No. That's just another, it's another number in the fucking. It's order, just man. another name in the, the counter. Like even my 50, I didn't even. I didn't care, and my wife uh, threw me a surprise birthday party. Which I wasn't excited about, but it was a very low key event and yeah, so right. I appreciated her efforts. I really did. And I believe you were there, weren't you? Yes. Uh, yes. Let me see, whatever. Well, see, so you know how I do. Yeah, i yeah, wants to do you... something tomorrow. Uh, whatever. Well, just to d- 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 define something it's a PG show, <laughs> it's a PG it, show. Man. It must be my birthday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she took the day off for some reason. I'm going to be tired, man. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, 1420 podcast. Four worth we talking a whole lot more. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday night. On I- Monday, Monday when Brent is old and losing his hair. Old and tired. There you go. Bye bye.